And it's not even just about pushing the name of the brand. It's about pushing the people and pushing the consumers. Hey everyone, before we get into today's episode, just a reminder that you can become even more future fit by visiting the Booyah website to learn more about future fit masterclasses aimed at building better customer experiences. You can also read my future fit yourself column at bizcommunity.com as well as check out our future fit networking events. All the links appear in the episode notes. And now on with today's show. Are you seeking to broaden your horizons, to stay relevant and become future fit? Do you want to fuel your creativity and inspire innovation? Or are you simply looking to put the kapow back into your business? Then look no further. Join Carmen Murray, entrepreneur, innovator, and tech fundi with her big personality and presentation style as she interviews celebrities, alchemists, newsmakers, and business experts to discover the stories behind their success. The Carmen Murray Show will open your mind and help you turn knowledge into magic. Let knowledge be your superpower. And now, from Solid Gold Studios, here's your host, Carmen Murray. Welcome back. You are tuned into the Carmen Murray Show again, and we are covering another Trend Fit episode brought to you by Flux Trends. And today we have Kumo with us. Hello. Welcome back. Hi. Thanks for having me. So what do you have in store for us today? So I'm going to discuss one of our tribes. So in 2018, we released a presentation called The New Urban Tribes, Consciously Diverse. This was essentially an extension from the ebook that was released in 2012. So with this presentation, we're basically looking at the different cohorts that are emerging. The interesting aspect about The New Urban Tribes is that it's not just looking at international tribes, but we're looking at the African local section, which is what I'm going to discuss about to you. And I want to introduce to you the township investors. So essentially, when we look at this perspective of the Africa local section, we're basically highlighting the fact that your Generation Z, your millennials, conscious consumers, you're dealing with people who are driven by social purpose and who are forming different cohorts for various reasons. And essentially, one of them would be the township investors. And this is a group of people, of young people who are trying to produce and to show the variety that is available within the township economy and also removing the negative lack of opportunity stigma that is typically associated within the township space. So essentially bringing in businesses that you wouldn't traditionally expect within the township, but because they are able to interact with various peers and be able to create these businesses within the township space, they are now creating employment and new opportunities. Another interesting aspect about this is that when you look at the township investors, you're talking about children who were either born of what was then called the Black Diamonds. So they either moved out of the township at a very young age because their parents then had houses into the suburbs or their career paths have allowed them to get a house in Santon. But on the weekends, they're back in the townships. They're discussing and interacting with their peers. They're creating car washes. They're creating cycling spaces, hiking activities for people within the township, generating income and creating employment. Love that. 
Tell me, how can businesses and brands leverage off these township investments? I mean, is there a way for brands to build better relationships within the townships? Definitely, and essentially goes back to the title in itself as being consciously diverse. <laughs> and that is for businesses to interact with the entrepreneurs and to form partnerships with the entrepreneurs. So one of the sub-tribes that we have highlighted in this space is the African barrister. And essentially what you're starting to see is a very be a very big rise in the coffee industry in the township. And that is because essentially coffee has said to be the second most taken drink beverage in the world and it's only going to continue to grow and the advantage is that we're in the African continent and you know East Africa produces a lot of the coffee but we're starting to see that now we are creating these spaces where a lot more young people in the township are becoming barristers and not just that they're now formulating and creating their own coffee shops so the one that a lot of your listeners may be familiar with is coffee in Soweto and there was another one called the Department of Coffee in Kailicha. Unfortunately, that one closed down. But when we move further into seeing how this is emerging, we're also seeing that black young people are actually not just trying to open their own coffee shops, but to also have an impact on the supply chain and the production of it as well. So there is a young guy by the name of Sike Magubani. He said to have created the first black-owned coffee brand called Sike's Brews. So not only does he have a coffee shop, he then has his own coffee that he gets from Kenya and Tanzania and combines it with Brazilian coffee as well. So give me another example of how this township barrister would operate. Are they mobile? Because I've heard about also these mobile if you can say, as you say, barristers at the taxi ranks that um, early in the morning when they stand in the queue, is that still happening within the townships? It definitely is. I think what we're going to start seeing a lot more is a lot more of the pop-up coffee shops in the taxi rank space. And it's essentially tapping into a new demographic that hasn't necessarily been catered to. And it's not even just the thing of, oh, we're just giving you coffee. It's allowing for your consumers to understand the different types of coffees and understand the mechanisms between brewing coffee. So it's not just, you know, getting the coffee that you buy at your local supermarket, but it's creating a culture of people that actually want good refined coffee and also understanding where it's from within the African continent and representing that. And do you think that there's room for co-creation in this space with brands and with the township barristers? Definitely. One that is that I could actually speak about is a social enterprise called Waza Coffee, which we highlighted in one of our trend snacks on the Flux Trends website. It's a social enterprise that basically is aimed at training young unemployed people in the township to become barristers. And the interesting aspect is that they do two things. So they essentially you either get trained to become a barrister to work within other coffee shops in Cape Town, or you are then trained and assisted in developing your own module coffee shop and coffee brand. So already there, you can already see how brands can also tap into this demographic, tap into the market, and also empower your entrepreneur and also the community whereby they will be situated. 100%. I mean, as you're speaking, I'm already seeing opportunities where brands can get involved, you know, doing training on the different types of coffee and, and enabling and empowering people within the community, giving them um, within the supply chain, offering them on bulk buying, like offering them better rates so definitely. that they can definitely get their businesses to succeed. Because, I mean, one of the big things I think within Africa is embracing the spirit of entrepreneurship. 
Essentially. And it's not even just about pushing the name of the brand. It's about pushing the people and pushing pushing, the consumers. So brands shouldn't think that they're going to walk in and then just say, you know, we want this specific township to have, you know, all our coffee and we're just going to empower the barristers so that we can get our name out there. It's essentially by ensuring it's a subtle contribution to ensuring that the community understands what it is that you're doing or the entrepreneur understands what it is that you're doing. But essentially, if people know where they're getting empowered from and how they are then able to better their lives within this space, then brands are probably more likely to be a little bit more successful versus just bombarding people with your brand and having your tag everywhere in the space. And one thing that's prevalent also in the townships, as you mentioned, the blending thing, like, you you know, you'll see the five oils treatment where you use olive Mm. oil and you use uh, bio oil, I don't know, all of tissue oils and you mix them, cocoa butter, and you mix them together and create a product. And, you know, there's also these trends within the townships where it requires four brands to collaborate more. That's essentially what you're going to start to see. And one thing I appreciate about the township investors specifically as a tribe is that you're talking about people who have lived in the township, they've experienced it, but they also see a far greater opportunity for it. So they have a better understanding of which consumer base within that township to interact with, how to communicate with the people, and how to actually ensure that when they do create businesses in that space, it has a positive, continuous, sustainable impact. Yeah, you can't just go in and out and it's not sustainable. And I think also, you know, to build that long-standing relationships with brands, you know, it just deflates from there if you just go in and just do it once. Definitely. And the thing is as well, it's also understanding that there is no set rule in terms of which township you're going to go into. Soweto is not the same as Foslaras, which is not the same as Kailicha, which is not the same as Guguletu. And neither are the township investors that you would be interacting with and working with. And in your report, do you unpack these various townships? Essentially, what we're looking at is the main example. So, for example, we've looked at how there's been a rise in sports and different types of sports. So you're cycling, you're hiking, moving a little bit more away from your traditional soccer and netball. So it's essentially looking at the innovators within that space. Okay, fantastic. So the Urban Tribes report, where can our audience get hold of this report? So essentially you can log on to www.flaxtrends.com and you'll be able to get access to purchasing the report and essentially for booking the presentation as well, they can contact Bethia and contact her at connected at flaxtrends.co.za. Fantastic. Well, I've seen some of these tribes and I love how you break down the African culture because it's easy to digest and it's really to understand how to create experiences for those particular customers. Love it. It's not an LSM thing. No, it's definitely not. It's better than that. (laughs) Far better. I think LSM disappeared completely in there. Long ago. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time, Kumo. And we see you next time. And this is another episode sponsored for you by Flux Train. So to always stay train fit, stay tuned into the Carmen Murray Show. Thanks, A. Thanks for having me. To our amazing audience spread far and wide across the globe, thank you so much for your support. Please do us a favor and take a moment to review and rate your favorite episodes, which will help others to find us. You can reach out to our guests by following the links in the episode show notes. You've been listening to The Carmen Murray Show, another solid gold podcast. For show notes and more episodes, 
visit solidgoldstudios.co.za slash Carmen Murray.